1: Our sermon series so far this summer has been the uh, gifts of the Spirit. I hope you're enjoying it. I'm enjoying it. It stretches me, it, uh, as you see this morning, but it, it's encouraged me actually each week to ask the Lord for wisdom and for knowledge, and now we're going to talk on faith. So I'll be looking for God to stretch me in my faith and what I um, ask God to do. And so as we've gone through this series, we talked about words of wisdom, and that's how God will give us steps to get things done, to walk things through, He'll give us a layout, an idea, um, and then he'll give us words of knowledge. And we understood last week that words of knowledge is not like brain knowledge. It's not something that you've learned. Some of you have learned things over time so you can apply knowledge to things, but what we're talking about is knowledge on areas of supernatural knowledge that you had no idea about. And all of a sudden God just showed you something. And so this morning I want to take a brief moment and I want to share a testimony with you. I brought a microphone. There it is. I'm going to ask Doreen if she'll come. Um, Doreen's been coming to our Thursday night Bible study, and um, in there, we're just talking a little bit more in depth about the spiritual gifts. And Doreen had a testimony that she shared on Thursday night, and I really thought it would be kind of neat for all of you to hear it as well, and to encourage you.
0: I shared it on Thursday night, not here.
1: <laughs> Sorry, right. anyway, You is can just look at faith. me. <laughs>
0: yeah. um, I have a little story about I lost my prescription sunglasses, and I did not want to have to buy new sunglasses again. Um, I always keep them in the console of the the car, not there. So I thought, well, they have to be in my purse. After five purses, no. I had no idea where to look for them. And I thought, after Sunday, I thought, okay, I'm going to ask the Lord for this word of knowledge. Can you show me where they are? And Monday night, I had a dream. And it was just like, it was so real that I went to my beach bag. There they were. So when I got up on Tuesday, you'd think I'd go and look. <laughs> but I had the grandkids there, so I it was just too busy to do that. So when I delivered them, finished with the grandkids on Wednesday, I thought, I have got to go and see if this is for real. And I went into, I was almost afraid to, but I went to the beach bag. There they were, just like that. And I just say, thank you, God, that you love me enough to give me that knowledge.
1: Thank you, Joanna. Thank you. We are truly all under an open heaven. Praise God. God wants to share knowledge with all of you. You just have to believe he cares enough to know where your sunglasses are. But a lot of us don't want to bother God with that. But God's not bothered at all. He is like your, he's a heavenly father that wants to help you find your lost things. He wants to give you greater than that, but don't, don't always search for the greater if you don't ask for the little. The Bible tells us that those that are faithful with little will be faithful with much. And so when he shows you where the sunglasses are, go look. And if they're not there the first time, ask him again where they are. Because sometimes, well not sometimes, it's always on our end. We'll misinterpret it. But I would rather misinterpret it and try than to get the correct interpretation and not do it. Because I don't know about you, There's been too many times in my life where God has spoken to me and I feel like he's trying to stretch me to do something and I chicken out. I asked a few weeks ago if anybody's done that. None of you raised your hands. So I won't ask again. I'll be the only chicken in the room. But there's areas of our lives where God wants to stretch us. And are you willing to take that step of faith? And as we're talking this morning... um, Alright, I can't talk about this if I'm not actually going to do it, right? So God's stretching me, as you saw this morning. I'm going to try something one more time, and I'm not jumping, I promise. Um, but as God stretches us, we also have to be willing to fail. And I could fail here, but I'm going to try. I'm, just, I'm asking God to stretch me in spiritual gifts. And so one of the things that I'm asking for is more gifts of knowledge. And so I'm going to throw out a name and a date, And see if somebody's here that it connects with. And if it doesn't, we're just going to move on with the message like it never happened. (laughs) And Chris is going to edit this whole part out (laughs) so the whole internet doesn't know. But is there somebody here, and the name's Becky, and January 10th. Anybody that named Becky and January 10th means something. I know Rebecca's over here, but I'm not sending her out because I know she's there. But is anybody else? No. All right, moving on. <laughs> That's simple for me. But you know what? It's I'm willing to fail 50 times to get it once. Because the time I stop chickening out and do it is the time I'm going to speak into somebody's life. And so there's a few of you here that have encouraged me in the last little while because I openly confessed on chickening out and you said to me how much it meant in your life when I actually did it. And so I'm going to try to stop chickening out. Sound good? Yeah. And if you bring your neighbor and they ask questions, just say, oh, he's crazy. <laughs> 1 Corinthians 12, verse 1 says, we've read this verse, um, 1 Corinthians 12, verse 1. Now concerning spiritual gifts, brethren, do, I do not want you to be ignorant. You know that you were Gentiles carried away to, to these dumb idols. However, you were led. Therefore, I make known to you that no one, speaking by the Spirit of God, Jesus, or calls Jesus accursed. And no one can say that Jesus is Lord except by the Holy Spirit. And so I'm going to pause again. We're going to do this each week, anytime that I'm speaking. And so if you've been here before, in the last two messages, you know what we're about to do. And if you're new, it's new to you. So here's what I want you to do. I want you to verbally say out loud, if you believe it, that Jesus is Lord. Is Lord. So we are encourage you the fact that spiritual gifts are for everybody. So the scriptures tell us that no one can say that Jesus is Lord except by the Holy Spirit. So by saying that, you are allowing the Holy Spirit to speak through you. And so this morning, the gifts are for you because you're already allowing the Holy Spirit to speak through you just by saying Jesus is Lord. There are diversities of gifts, but the same Spirit. There are differences of ministries, but the same Lord. And there are diversities of activities, but the same God who works all in all. but one and the same Spirit works all these things, distributing them to each one individually as he wills. Father, we thank you for your word this morning. Lord, we thank you that you are speaking to us and through us, that, Lord, these gifts are, have, are accessible for everyone in this room, and that, Lord, you actually tell us to eagerly seek the gifts. And so, Father, help us to seek the gifts this morning. Let my words be your words. Hide me behind your cross, and let ears be open and hearts open to hear from you And let us leave here this morning changed. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So faith means this. A complete trust or confidence in someone or something. An allegiance to duty or a person. Firm belief in something for which there is no proof. This is what faith means. Do we completely trust and are we fully confident in someone? For us, that would be Jesus do we have an allegiance to the Lord? Do we believe in our calling? And do we believe in something for which there is no proof? Do you believe in things that you can't see? Scripture tells us in Hebrews 1, 11, or 11.1, 1, other way around, 11.1, 1, now faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. So Scripture and Webster line up. This is where we see in faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. In your life, many of us have faith in Jesus Christ. But it's hard to have faith in the areas where we don't see Him working. I know for me that's the hardest struggle in my life is to trust the Lord when I've been praying and praying and praying and I haven't seen anything moving with my physical eyes. But how many people know that there's always things happening in the spiritual? The Spirit is always moving and always working. And if we trust Him behind the scenes, He is always working things out for our good to those who love Him. And so hold on to that promise. If you can confess with your mouth that you love Jesus, then He is actually working everything out for your good. It doesn't mean everything's going to be good, but He's going to take those things and work them out for good. And so just hold on to those promises of God. Faith is believing without evidence. When was the last time your faith was questioned? We don't really do that to each other, do we? Now, this is on both sides. I think it should be on both sides. I, I like it when people question my faith because I'm believing for crazy things. But I also like it when I tell somebody, our, I want you to know your board of directors are incredible. I will tell them something and I have one, one of them, I will tell them and they will call me right out and they'll be like, where's your faith on that? And I'm like, oh, that hurt. But you know what? It, it questions me. It makes me enough to go, why do I not have more faith in that? I don't take it as an insult. I don't get offended. I take it as a check. And I don't know about you, but there's areas in our lives where we need checks. We need somebody, not, well, if you want to give a check, great, but I don't mean that check. I mean, like, you need somebody to come alongside and say, hey, why, why are you not believing for more? Why are you not believing for more? There's things that I'm believing for that I don't share with people because that seems not crazy. But I just believe for God in some areas of my life and I, I, I have faith in certain areas and I'll be completely transparent and I've shared with you before, there's certain areas of my life that I lack faith and I pray God strengthen my faith in these areas. And then there's certain areas of my life where my faith is strong and maybe in those areas it's hard for you but in the areas that are hard for me are easy for you. And this is how we strengthen one another and we encourage one another. We don't speak down to each other. But in my area where I'm stronger, I might encourage you. And where you're stronger, you can encourage me. And it's sharing testimonies about finding sunglasses and and finding a tablet and finding different things that the Lord is speaking to us and working through that the word tells us that we'll defeat the enemy by the blood of the lamb and the word of our... It's not there as a joke, it's serious. By telling our stories, by sharing with people, People sitting beside you might just need to hear a testimony. A simple testimony. It doesn't have to be like, oh, I didn't have a leg. Look, I have a leg. It could be as simple as, I couldn't find my glasses and now I found my glasses. I couldn't find a tablet and now I found a tablet. These are the testimonies that encourage people. It could be I showed up downtown. I didn't have any money for the parking meter. I got out of my car and I walked over to the meter and there's a loony sitting on the ground. These are the testimonies. You could be like me, super lazy and be able to tell people that God gives me a parking spot right by the door just because he knows Chad doesn't like to walk. (laughs) He knows it's healthy for me, but he knows I hate it. Sometimes he puts it at the back. I'm like, oh. Do you know, we had to go to New York to buy some stuff for the church, and I've never been to New York. And so it was kind of fun for me, but it was in and out, and so it wasn't fun, because it's crazy. But we had to drive, everybody told me, like, you kind of drive to the outskirts, and then you kind of bus yourself in, or train yourself in, walk around, and then you train yourself out. We had to drive in. And so we drove in, and we got onto this back street, and we're going to this store that has, like, not a confident name. But we, we we're pulling up to this place, and all we're thinking as we finally pulled onto the street is, how are we going like, where are we going to find a parking spot so we can park and get the equipment we need? And as we're driving up, we see the store, and there's a parking spot right in front of the doors, and there's a cop car right in front of us. So not only did we have beautiful parking, but we felt protected and safe. And I was like, no one's going to steal our parking spot, those guys are there. So they parked there because probably nobody wanted to park behind them. We're like, God was saving us this spot. And these are the simple things that God will do. He will open these little doors. He will provide ways for us. Luke 7, 6-10 says, Then Jesus went with them, and he is already not far from the house. The centurion sent friends to him. This is where the centurion sent for Jesus to heal his servant saying to the Lord, Lord, do not trouble yourself, for I am not worthy that you should enter under my roof. Therefore, therefore, I did not even think of myself worthy to come to you. But say the word, and my servant will be healed. For I also am a man in a place under authority, having soldiers under me, and when, and I say to one, go, and he goes, and to another, come, and he comes, and to my servant, do this, and he does it. When Jesus heard these things, he marveled at him and turned around and said to the crowd that followed him, I say to you, I have not found such great faith, not even in Israel. And those who were sent returning to the house found the servant well who had been sick. I'm going to point out, I think, what is obvious. But if Jesus promotes this man's faith, we should probably pay attention to it. He knew that Jesus didn't even have to actually be there. He just had to say the words. What are you hoping for that you can't see God working in? But you just need to remind yourself to have faith. I don't know about you, but there's certain parts, there's certain aspects of my life to understand that Jesus just has to speak the words. Do you realize, like, I don't want you to go outside right now because I'd be destructive, but when you leave this place today, I want you to step outside. Ladies, you will remember probably faster than the husbands, so just note this and tell them when you're driving out of the parking lot because he's going to be a gentleman and pick you up at the door. And so, I want you to look up at the sky. I want you to look around at all the trees. God just spoke it. When I look around this world and I see what he created by saying it, it takes all of my problems and shrinks them really, really small and lets me know that God just has to look at me and say, it's done, and it's looked after. I'm not telling you this, that it's easy. I don't want you to look at me and be like, he has such faith, he has no doubt in his life. Melissa will tell you different. But I want you to know that as we walk through this series, it is stretching me to my core because I believe that He has wisdom for me, He has knowledge for me, just like He does for you. And as I was preparing for the faith, oh man, it made me question, what am I actually risking? We live such easy lives. When was the last time we took a risk? When did we take a risk for the Lord Let your faith stir inside of you again today. Let it stir up in front of you. Let it be inside of you this fire that just, as Paul encouraged Timothy in the spiritual, and just said, fan into flame the gifts. Let it fan into flame this morning your faith. Begin to believe again for that lost loved one. Begin to believe again for the neighbor who's across the street, across the driveway. Can I share that story, or do you want to share the story? It happened to you. Yeah, come on up real quick. Sorry, this is on the fly. She didn't know I was doing this. But I just wanted you to know how much God works and how to stir up the faith because I had lost it a little bit here.
2: Okay, so um, our neighbor, um, uh, we've lived in our house for about five years now and we know we were just kind of praying for her and, and just not receiving any... Um, reception to to God or anything like that and um two stories I had a bad day um (laughs) I had a bad day I'm sorry I'm a walking musical (laughs) um (laughs) and like a couple months ago and so I had stayed home because I wasn't feeling well and and I'm literally on the back deck with my um house coat on and I hear like this walk or this um Knock on the on the back gate, and I'm like, hello, and she came over in her house coat, and she was just bawling, and she just said, "I just need somebody to talk to, and you you're very qualified." And I said, "Okay," I think basically I was living, and so she just needed somebody to talk to, you. and we talked for like a couple hours, and just just a really profound conversation, and so that passed, and then all of a sudden, um, we started having them over for pool parties, and their whole family would come, and then um, fire um, bonfires, and that just hasn't happened in five years, and then all of a sudden, so this has happened just in the last couple of months, and then all of a sudden, last week, was it last week or two weeks ago, it doesn't matter, um, we were running late for church, and she comes running out of the house, and she's like, "I was, ch- I, I have something really important to tell you, and I'm like, okay, she looked panicked, and she's like, I was at the Masonic Lodge last week, or last night at a heavy metal concert. I'm like, okay, where is this going? And she said, and I heard a voice, and I swore it was your husband. So I turned around, and (laughs) he wasn't there. And and she said, oh, I thought you were Chad, my neighbor. And he's like, oh, are you from, or is he from Bethel? And she said, yeah. And he he said, oh, you have to go hear him preach. It'll change your life. And we went, whoa. (laughs) So just... That much closer to hopefully one day her coming to church. That
1: doesn't happen because we're pastors. That happens because God's faithful. And literally, if you asked me up to that moment, I had kind of given up. I'm being transparent with you. Like we all hit that stage where we're kind of like, really? Like we even looked at some homes to see if we're going to move from our house and we just the more houses we looked at the more we fell in love with our house and so um, now I'm doing a massive rental so it's great <laughs> but, but it's like you stay and then all of this happens God wants to stir in your heart this morning another level of faith for those ones that you're praying for the ones that you're believing for you hear me say it all the time you live in the house you live in because he needs you there And God just showed us last Sunday the doors that He's just kind of pushing open. And He's saying, Here it is. Here it is. And so, just even as Melissa was sharing, her bad day happened so she could minister to somebody else. Her day didn't get better, it didn't change her situation. But her bad day put her in a place so she could minister to somebody else. Sometimes your bad day is actually so you can minister to somebody else. We just have to look past ourselves. Which is hard and challenging, but this is what God works in. This is how he does these things. He wants us to be praying for those that we used to pray for. He wants us to believe for those that we used to believe for. He wants us to always be influenced by Him. And God always knows best for us, even when we can't explain it. And we just have to believe Him. Luke 17, 6 says this, So the Lord said, If you have faith as a mustard seed, you can say to this mulberry tree, be pulled up by the roots and be planted in the sea, and it would obey you. Here it's saying, and I talked about this earlier in the service, that we're supposed to say, we're supposed to speak it, Do you understand that if you thought it for a minute, that tree's not moving? You are not a Jedi. The tree is not moving. I believe you have a stronger force, but you actually have to say it. And so I actually was, don't ask me why I did this, but sometimes I think it actually helps us. I went to the dictionary to find out what the word say means. And so here's the definition of the word say to utter words so as to convey information, an opinion, a feeling or an intention, or an instruction, an opportunity for stating one's opinion or feelings. Do you understand now why you're supposed to speak out loud over your life? You're supposed to convey information to yourself, your opinion, a feeling or an intention. You're supposed to give instruction every one of us in this room have been caught in a situation where we couldn't read somebody else's mind and it upset them. Let that sink in for a minute. We have all been caught in situations where we wish somebody would just tell us what they wanted. And because they didn't tell us, we didn't do it and therefore we upset them. Why... Is this mulberry tree not moving? See, why didn't you guys just wave at me? I was thinking everybody should wave at me. But nobody waved at me. I had two people waving that three. I thought it might help, but you know what I'm saying? You guys are all sitting there like, he's just standing quiet for a minute. No, I was telling you what to do. But you didn't do it. Sometimes we speak it. We declare it. We give our opinion to situations. Do you know many times Melissa and I will over in our home we'll have to take a moment where we just sense chaos in our home or our kids aren't sleeping well or we're not sleeping well and instead of just going and thinking, okay, we had some bad pizza, you know, "We were oh, the kids had some sugar. No, we stop and we go, okay, when was the last time we prayed over our home? When was the last time we declared God's power and authority over our home? And we'll take time and we'll pray over it. And when I say we take time, there's times where we'll take 30 minutes. There's times where we'll take five. And you know what's surprising? We sleep great. I know it shouldn't be surprising. But if there's chaos in your home, begin to pray over it, begin to declare over it. But don't pray quietly. I'm not saying you have to yell, but I'm saying you have to speak it out loud so your home knows this is God's house. Only the Holy Spirit's allowed here. No other spirits are allowed. Any spirit that is not of God, get out in the name of Jesus Christ. We will sleep well tonight because of the presence of the Holy Spirit. (laughs) Done. That didn't even take a minute. Now sometimes you have to walk through your house and do it, but sometimes it's that simple. But we have to speak it out loud. Matthew 17, verse 20 says, So Jesus said to them, Because of your unbelief, for surely I say to you, if you have faith as a mustard seed, you will say to this mountain, move from here to there, and it will move, and nothing will be impossible for you. However, this kind does not go out except by prayer and fasting. So right here, Jesus comes along, the disciples are trying to heal heal a young boy, and he's demon possessed, and they can't do anything about it. And Jesus walks in, he sees a situation, he speaks to the demon, and the demon leaves. So quietly and privately afterwards, the disciples say to him, hey, uh, why could you do that, but we couldn't? Understand the disciples' faith on that statement. They understood that Jesus told them, you have authority, so they're asking, you told us we have authority, so why could you do it, but we couldn't? And this was his answer. Because of your unbelief. Ouch. None of us want to say that in the church today. Why did, why did God not do this? Now we understand God has his will and his stuff like that, but why do some things happen not happen? Could it be because of our unbelief? Could it be? I love the fact he tells us the answer. Look at the last verse. However, this kind does not go out except by prayer and fasting. Do you realize that when Jesus walked into the situation, he didn't leave to go pray and fast? See, we will have times in our lives where we'll take a season to pray and fast. But we have to understand that if Jesus says right here, this does not go out except by prayer and fasting, fasting was actually a part of his everyday lifestyle. He fasted on a regular, I would say if it's not daily, weekly time. So that his spirit was prepared for this, he didn't walk into it and then go, ooh, I didn't realize it was this one. I'll be back in a week. Right? Like, I'm not, like, this is what we have to understand. There's certain spiritual disciplines that we're supposed to have in our lives regularly, not in a certain season. We start January off, it's our Holy Spirit uh, month, it's our Holy Spirit emphasis, it's our Holy Spirit weekend, and we come expecting great things. We'll have a A week of prayer. But do you realize we should be praying and seeking the Holy Spirit every day? It's great to have those weekends, but if you just have the weekend and then you fast from that for the rest of the year, you're really hungry for God's presence by the time it comes around. We eat daily, as Pastor Carlo prayed. We eat too often. But we don't eat enough of the Holy Spirit. We don't consume enough of His presence. It says here, if we have faith of a mustard seed, a mustard seed is so small, but it'll take over a garden. Just faith of a mustard seed. And it will grow in your life. It will expand in your life. If you hear other people's testimonies, this is why we share testimonies. Because when my faith is low, do you know how encouraging it was to walk into Bible study on Thursday night and hear Doreen's testimony? One, and it made me feel like people listen. Two, we're asking and God's doing it. I don't know about you, but I've asked so many times and it feels like God hasn't moved and all of a sudden I hear somebody else and I'm like, oh, I'll keep asking. I'll keep asking. It's enough just to spur us on. By prayer and fasting, if we do our share of drawing close to the Lord... He will draw close to us and this makes our faith and authority stronger. Fasting is not a hunger strike to get what you want. Fasting is so you quiet your flesh so you can hear what the Spirit of God is saying to you. It's not so you can get what you want. It's so that you can hear what He wants. It's to quiet us. James 2 says this, 14 to 26, what does it profit my brethren, if someone says he has faith but does not have works, can faith save him? If a brother or sister is naked and destitute destituted for, of daily food, and one of you says to him, "Depart in peace, be warmed and filled, but you do not give him the things which are needed for the body. What does it profit? Thus also faith by itself, it does not ha- sorry, faith by itself, if it does not have works, is dead. But someone will say, you have faith and I have works. Show me your faith without your works and I will show you my faith by my works. You believe that there is one God. You do well. Even the demons believe and tremble. But do you want to know, O foolish man, the faith without works is dead? Was not Abraham our father justified by works when he offered Isaac his son on the altar? Do you see the faith was working together with his works? And by works faith was made perfect, and the scripture was fulfilled which said Abraham believed God, and it was accounted to him for righteousness, and he was called the friend of God. You see then that man is justified by works, not by faith only. Likewise was not Rahab the harlot also justified by works when she received the messengers and sent them out another way. For as the body without the spirit is dead, so faith without works is also dead." We need to take risks. We need to take steps of faith. If you have faith, but you're not actually doing something with it, the Bible tells us it's dead. Now, if you have works without faith, it's dead. It's this balance that if you have truly believed in God, you should be taking risks. You should be doing things that take faith. Because the Bible right here in this scripture tells us, you believe that God exists, that is great. So do the demons. So do they. What sets you apart from a demon? It's a tough question. We should be taking steps of faith, things that scare you. I had a mentor tell me, Chad, if your dreams don't scare you, you're not dreaming big enough. Because if it doesn't scare you, it means you don't need God. If you need God for things that you're doing in your life, you're taking big enough steps of faith. Because you're asking Him, God, I can't do this without you. Can't do this without you. We need to take risks. Some of us just need to take risks in the way we worship God. Our festival of praise tells us that he diligently, sorry, he rewards those who diligently seek him. When you come in, next Sunday, when you come in, try to worship him differently. Try to sit somewhere different. Stretch yourself. But Chad, this seat is pretty much, you know, molded. We clean the room. They're all over the place. It ain't molded anymore. Go find it. You might find it next week. and It'll be over here. But move around. Try something different. Take a risk. Today, invite somebody out for lunch that you don't know. Invite somebody different. Get to know them. Understand their walk. You're going to hear a testimony that will encourage your faith. I want you to know, though, as a church, we are also taking steps of faith. We want you to understand and know that we're not just encouraging you to do this. One of our steps of faith, if you probably might be sitting on it or you picked it up and moved it, but there's a flyer on your seat. And if you picked it up and moved it, can you just pick this flyer up and hold it for me and show it to me for a minute? I want you to hold that flyer up. If there's some beside you, you can take extras, Here's what I want you to say to me. This flyer flyer. is not for me. It's for for my neighbor neighbor. who I'm going to give it to. You You guys realize you just said in the house of God you're going to give that to your neighbor? Yes, gotcha. But this is what it's for. This is for your coworker. I want you to know we're taking a step of faith next week. Next Sunday we're not going to meet here. We're going to be down at Upper Queens Park. Rain or shine, because we've actually rented the pavilion, so if it's raining, we're just inside. Bring your lawn chair so you have a seat. There are some benches, but they are hard. You're spoiled here, so you'll feel it. (laughs) So bring your own lawn chair. But can you do me a favor? Can you invite your neighbor? But Chad, what if they say no? It's not up to you. It's up to them. But truthfully invite them. Pastor Carlo made a comment about hearing a child cry this morning. He said, let them cry. I want you to know something. Crying children mean a healthy church. There are too many churches, even in this town, that are closing their doors. Come the fall, the first Sunday in October, October 7th, we're going to go to two services, 9 a.m. and 11 a.m. We're going to ask you to try to split that so, not all of you show up at one of them. But can I encourage you in something? We're not going to two services so you have more butt room. We're going to two services so your neighbor has a butt face. I need you to bring them. So, as we talked about faith, I need you to begin to pray for your neighbor as we are praying for ours. I don't want you to think this is something that we're not doing. I want you to know right now, if you ever see me up here on a Sunday morning with a red ball jersey on that says the Phillies, it's because my ball team is here. And I've told them if they ever walk through this door and they tell me, I will wear my jersey on that Sunday and speak. Do you understand that a growing church is rare today? We're not going to multiple services so we can have on our side multiple services Right now, I am soaked with sweat. Doing this a second time makes me go, oh my goodness, i got to have to bring these extra shirts. We are doing this because God is moving. He is stretching us. We are making room for our parking lot. I realize today that you may have come in and there's people parking you and you may think today, why are we parking people? There's like 30 extra spots out there. We're parking people today So, in the fall, when we're trying to move one service out and one service in, we're prepared. Because if we try then, it's going to be messy. And we have people that drive in here that have never been here before, and I hear all the time you guys are prepared from the parking lot to get us where we need to go and make it simple so we understand. We ask you to park farther back so your neighbors can park closer. We're going to ask you to slide into the seats a little bit so your neighbors have room to sit. I am truly praying and believing that this fall we are going to increase. And I don't want you to ever think that I want to increase because we can say numbers. I want you to know when we go to conferences, we don't talk about our numbers. I want to see people saved. And I will never apologize for creating room for people to be saved. But you can have confidence in this, and you've seen it. Every Sunday, I will give an opportunity for people to accept Jesus Christ. I do not want to downplay the people that have recommitted their life to the Lord, but I'll tell you something that kind of breaks my heart in the last little while, and I'm seeking God on it. So if you can seek God with me, we have not had a new salvation in a little while. If you're paying attention, you'll pick up on it. I can give the opportunities and I want you to know that Melissa and I, we are inviting people to this church. And I want you to know how awkward that is for me. You should come hear me speak. It's a little awkward, but I've got past it because I just want to see people saved. And if God can speak through a donkey, well, He can speak through me. But we also need to go to multiple services because our kids wing it's hitting its capacity on a Sunday morning. And that's why we also need kids program, both services. Because if we ran it in one, it's defeating the purpose. We're still too full. Can I tell you something? These are the issues that I want to talk about. I don't want to talk about how can we make this room look smaller so people can't tell that it's empty. We are healthy. This is a good thing. So I'm not encouraging you to take a step of faith to invite your neighbors because I don't. I do. I try to share Jesus wherever I go and I really try to tell, not tell people that I'm a pastor. Because As soon as they hear pastor, they kind of tuck away from you. But you can know that if you invite your neighbor, I will invite them to Jesus Christ. So take this flyer beside you. Take Three. There's some sitting around. There's some empty seats. Take them. I just want you to know, I'm going to be at that door as you walk out of the service. Please do not walk out empty-handed. I just might say, where's your faith? And just check you. Invite a neighbor. Invite a co-worker because God is moving. We just have to get in line and walk with them. Amen? Amen. Let's pray. Father, we thank you so much for the testimonies that we're hearing about dreams and visions and knowledge that you're giving people, that you're speaking through people and you're healing people. And so, Father, today we ask that you just move in our lives. Give us wisdom. And Lord, as Rebecca said, help us every day. Just say, God, what is it that you want to speak to me? And so, Father, we open up our hearts and minds to hear you today. And so, Father, be with us and lead us. In your name we pray. Amen. If you need prayer, the altars are open. And please, go receive prayer this morning. God bless you. Have a great day. Thanks for checking out this week's message,
0: Bethel Church Podcast. We hope that it's blessed you and encouraged you, and that you come back and check out next week's message as well.